The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Here are the stories we're following today. The Iowa caucuses, Houthi attacks, and cold, cold weather. Let's get to Dan Schwartzman in New York. Dan. Absolutely, Brian. Despite historically frigid temperatures and snowy roads, Iowa voters will be casting their picks for the Republican presidential nomination, marking the official start to the 2024 election cycle in the U.S. Now, both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis will need to show strong results to keep frontrunner Donald Trump within reach as they all vie for the nomination. The former president is hoping for a blowout win that will allow him to quickly wrap up the race. Bloomberg's Joe Matthew with details. Voters will gather here at caucus sites beginning at 7 p.m. local time. The latest poll from the Des Moines Register projects a big win for Donald Trump with 48 percent support, while Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis fight for second and the needed momentum to roll into New Hampshire. Remembering the delay in tallying and reporting results at the caucus in 2020, State GOP Chair Jeff Kaufman tells Bloomberg he does not see a scenario like that after learning some hard lessons four years ago. Joe Matthew, Bloomberg Radio. Thanks, Joe. Trump goes into the evening up by 28 points on Haley in the latest NBC News Des Moines Register poll. Iowa Senator Joni Ernst on Bloomberg TV talking about the idea of a second Trump presidency. As members of Congress, we should have great influence on whoever that next president is and making sure they understand how important it is that we maintain our friendships around the world. And I believe in America first as well. But Never America alone. That's Iowa Senator Joni Ernst on Bloomberg TV. The Red Sea continues to be too dangerous to navigate. Houthi militants hitting a U.S.-owned commercial vessel with an anti-ship missile. According to U.S. Central Command, the Gibraltar Eagle, flying under the flag of the Marshall Islands, was hit around 4 p.m. in the Gulf of Aden. Reports say the ship avoided any significant damage and suffered no injuries and was able to continue its journey. U.S. and the United Kingdom forces struck Houthi targets in Yemen over the weekend in retaliation for months of attacks on commercial vessels. The Houthis say that attacks will continue until Israel stops its offensive in Gaza. Speaking of Israel, they say that its, quote, intensive phase of its war in southern Gaza will be ending soon. The Israel Defense Forces have been bombarding the southern portion of the Gaza Strip since they say they dismantled Hamas's military capabilities in the north. Meanwhile, United Nations Chief Antonio Guterres has pleaded for a ceasefire to make sure that aid can get to where it needs to go, as well as calling for the release of the Israeli hostages being held for now over 100 days by Hamas. The Federal Aviation Administration says that an all-Nippon Airways Boeing 777 clipped the wing of a Delta Airlines Boeing 717 at Chicago's O'Hare Airport last night. The ANA flight was taxiing for departure to Tokyo when the left wing tip struck the rear of the Delta flight. No injuries were reported. All passengers safely deplaned at the gate. An investigation is underway. Global news 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Dan Schwartzman and this is Bloomberg. 
This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Six minutes here past the hour. Brian Curtis and Doug Krisner. Let's take a look at the top business stories of the hour. European stocks and bonds fell. Earlier, we heard central bank officials at the World Economic Forum in Davos pouring cold water on expectations for rapid rate cuts. We heard from ECB board member and Bundesbank president Joaquin Nagel. Inflation is too high. So for me, all the discussions regarding inflation cuts just comes too early. Walking Nagel. Traders are betting on six quarter point cuts from the ECB starting in April. Economists are anticipating a first of four moves in June. Now, we had new data out of Germany showing a contraction in the fourth quarter, and that supports the case. However, officials say it is premature to discuss monetary easing. Well, Houthi militants hit a U.S.-owned commercial vessel with an anti-ship ballistic missile on Monday, and now the U.S. is again telling shippers to stay away from the Red Sea. More from Bloomberg's Scott Carr. Citing advice from the U.S. Naval Forces Central Command, the World's International Shipping Association, BIMCO, posted the warning on LinkedIn. This after U.S. and U.K. forces bombed targets in Yemen over the past several days and following months of attacks on commercial ships by Houthi militants. The Houthis had been targeting vessels with any kind of connection to Israel. BIMCO says the current instability could last for some time. They represent the owners of ships and other shipping firms, counting 2,000 members across 130 countries. I'm Scott Carr, Bloomberg Radio. Well, it's a holiday-shortened trading week, but a busy week for earnings. We get a preview from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. The focus will remain on financials as we hear from Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley. High borrowing costs, geopolitical tensions, and recessionary risks are dampening deal-making. As for the broader earnings outlook, Sarah Hunt is chief market strategist at Alpine Woods Capital Investors. The earnings season is always behind us. It's the expectations going forward. And we've got some pretty juicy expectations built in that we collectively as consensus for earnings growth in 2024. And I think that that's really going to be the biggest question is whether or not that that can come through, given the fact that we saw so much multiple expansion last year. This week, we hear from Charles Schwab, Discover, U.S. Bancorp, PNC, and Truist Financial. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. We go to Apple next. The company is planning to remove the blood oxygen feature from the latest Apple watches in order to bypass a ban here in the U.S. It was back in October, the International Trade Commission ruled Apple's devices violated patents belonging to the medical tech startup Massimo. For now, these smartwatches with blood oxygen features are still on the shelves at Apple thanks to a temporary stay. However, if the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit decides against a longer stay for Apple, the company could be forced to remove this highly touted feature. Apple is expecting the U.S. Court of Appeals to rule on its motion for a stay for the entire appeal period as early as Tuesday. Brian? Well, Boeing is now planning to step up inspections of aircraft during production. That's as it tries to deal with fallout from a scary mid-air incident earlier this month. We get more on this from Bloomberg's Denise Pellegrini. Boeing has agreed to boost its checks and also open its factories to airline customers as it tries to rebuild confidence after their door plug fell out on an Alaska Airlines 737 MAX 9. As part of this effort, Boeing team being sent to its biggest supplier, Spirit Aerosystems Holdings, to inspect and approve mid-exit door plugs before fuselage sections can be shipped to the plane maker. Boeing's commercial aircraft chief, Stan Deal, also promising employees the plane maker will bring in outside experts to review 
review quality controls and suggest improvements. The Federal Aviation Administration has already grounded most of the single-aisle variant as it conducts a major investigation. Denise Pellegrini, Bloomberg Radio. BMW's China partner is considering selling its stake in its joint venture with the German manufacturer. We have more from Bloomberg's Baniao in Hong Kong. Brilliance China Automotive is considering options to raise funds. Sources say preliminary talks have started regarding its 25% stake. Other carmakers involved in the deliberations include China FAW Group. The joint venture with BMW is Brilliance China's most valuable asset. It accounts for almost all of its net income. Separately, BMW Brilliance plans to invest 10 billion yuan in a battery assembly plant. We reported last May it would also begin producing next-generation EVs in Shenyang from 2026. In Hong Kong, I'm Bonnie Ao, Bloomberg Radio. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline, it's teamwork, and it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Hi, everybody. 11 minutes past the hour. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. I'm Brian Curtis here in Hong Kong, along with Yvonne Mann in our studios. And we say good morning to Jody Schneider, political news director for Bloomberg Television and Radio, for a closer look at the Iowa caucuses. Jody, thanks so much for joining us. Iowa always seems to set the tone, obviously quite early. Um, I wonder if it'll be the same this year, given the cold. How much is the cold weather likely to hurt the turnout? Yeah, that's a really big question, Brian. Um, We've heard from many candidates that, or several of the candidates and their surrogates, that they don't expect that it will, uh, that Iowans are hardy and that they will uh, come out to the polls, that the uh, campaigns will get them to the polls. But we're here in Iowa, and I'll tell you, it's it's frigid weather. It's just really <laughs> cold. So it's uh, it's record cold. Um, they haven't had this cold a caucus in a long time. And um, so that's one of the questions. The other question is the enthusiasm of voters. Are they, because Donald Trump, uh, according to the polls, for so long has been so far ahead, will that get people to come out as well? Or are they going to figure, well, he's going to win anyways, it's cold, I'll stay home. Yeah, 13 below Fahrenheit. Uh, that certainly is frigid. Jody, um, you know, for, for the uh, international viewers that may not be too familiar with these Iowa caucuses, I mean, what, what's really at stake here? Is this, is this a three-person race right now? Is this Trump's caucus to lose? Yeah, it's Trump's caucus to lose, and no one uh, really, Yvonne, expects that he's going to lose. The question is really, 
who comes in second? And is that Nikki Haley, who has been uh, really uh, gaining a lot of support and a lot of what we like to call momentum, big momentum, uh, in recent weeks uh, as, she had, as we head into New Hampshire next week, where she's expected to do quite well. So if she can, uh, she can be a second to Donald Trump's first, that really will propel her um, you know, into New Hampshire, where she, again, is expected to do very well. Uh, Ron DeSantis has banked uh, his campaign on Iowa, the Florida governor. He's gone to all 99 counties, the only one of the candidates to do that this cycle. And uh, we were at a rally last night and heard him, and he was making the case to voters, you really need to support me here. He has said he'll continue on after this, but um, there's some real question marks. If he comes in third tonight, what will happen to his campaign for the presidency? Yeah, I've heard that funding could play an important role in that, uh, that he might end up uh, skipping New Hampshire. Uh, so there's a lot riding on, uh, on the Iowa caucuses for Ron DeSantis. There's an awful lot riding on it. Again, he has staked his campaign here, said he, you know, told his supporters, you really need to get me to win here. And if he doesn't, uh, he's, he's probably not even going to uh, uh, campaign heavily in North uh, New Hampshire. He said that he will look towards South Carolina, which is the contest after that. Uh, so it's really the question of can, how, what kind of night can Nikki Haley have and how big a night will the former president have, will uh, Donald Trump have? If he has a huge night, that shows you that uh, you know it will be very, very hard for others to catch him. If he has a um, you know less than uh, less uh, good than expected night, that will tell us something as well. So it's always an expectation game. And the reason this matters, this is the first in the nation. It's a, it's a caucus, not a primary, but it's the very first one. And um, historically, uh, it's told us something interesting about the campaign mm -hmm. as it goes forward. Will what comes out of Iowa, Jody, be reflective of what the rest of the country will do? Yeah, I mean, it hasn't always. We've seen, um, you know, Ted Cruz won, uh, uh, beat Donald Trump in uh, 2016. And of course, Donald Trump went on to win the nomination. And that's happened a number of times on both the Republican and Democratic sides. But uh, with such a big lead, uh, Donald Trump is, is the one to beat. And, uh, you know, many, many people and many pollsters and uh, pundits expect that it will be a Trump-Biden rematch this year. And, um, but this is what Nikki Haley is trying to work against. And if she can pull something off in, uh, she can do pretty well tonight and pull something off in New Hampshire, it becomes a very different race with Donald Jody, Trump somewhat on the defensive that his lead will have been cut into. I was looking at this uh, latest finding from AP VoteCast. Uh, it's kind of interesting that Iowans are going to the uh, caucuses with more of a desire to look at uh, immigration than they are health of the economy. That's kind of a switch, although it fits with Donald Trump. But is that a sign that cultural battles are, are trumping the pocketbook? Yeah, it's really interesting that immigration uh, scored so heavily. Uh, and we've heard a lot of that this week in campaigns and uh, you know, from the candidates. They're talking a lot about it. They're almost making a general election kind of um, statement you know, about immigration and trying to uh, attack Joe Biden's immigration policies and saying what a mess the border is. That um, this, I think, is a preview of what will become an interesting issue in the campaign. But the economy is still going to be a huge issue. And in 
inflation and the fact that many people feel that even though inflation is coming down, um, many families don't feel that yet. And every time they go to the grocery store and every time they go to the gas pump, they see it. It's like a billboard for inflation. Mm -hmm. And that, um, you know, that is expected to hurt the incumbent, Joe Biden. But they're making an issue of it even in the primary campaigns. And what else should we watch out for? I mean, we have Iowa as the first, you know, we have New Hampshire, as you said, next week. There's Super Tuesday. And what should we watch out for in terms of events all the way to November now, real quickly? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, obviously uh, tonight we'll, we'll you know, see how uh, the expectations game again for Donald Trump. Then we'll see how Nikki Haley does. We'll see who drops out after this. Lots of chatter, obviously, about if Ron DeSantis does not have a good night, does he drop out? We still have in the race uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who um, has not been polling well. Does he drop out? And, uh, you know, what happened? And what happens? What do, do they endorse? Um, if uh, we were going to see one of those people drop out, would they endorse Nikki Haley? That's a real question. Jody, thanks so much for joining us here live on the program. Jody Schneider, political news director for Bloomberg TV and radio. And Yvonne, also uh, from that AP VoteCast, one of the findings is that voters are expressing skepticism about the legal system in the United States and the integrity of election. It'll be interesting to hear what we hear from uh, voters uh, after they leave the caucuses. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices, Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.